What is up, guys? Welcome back to another Beyond the Chair podcast. And today, we need to talk because I'll be the first to admit I was wrong about barbers and people. So this is not mutually exclusive to barbers only. So anyone can listen to this podcast because a lot of the stuff that I will talk about pertains to every person out there. This isn't just a barber thing, but of course, this is somewhat of a barber channel. So had to put barbers in the title and it's time to execute. There are no more excuses. There's no more time to pussyfoot around or make justifications for your actions. It's up. It's time to execute because we've been having a conversation. If you've been tuning into this podcast long enough and I've been giving you guys some warning signs. I'm sure other people have been giving you warning signs. These things are starting to become true. And yeah, you you may want to start paying attention, guys. Now, the things I'm going to discuss are some things that I've spoken with people about or just have conversations with people about. And it really just set the light bulb off. It turned it on in my head. And I was like, wow. That is true. I was like, oh my goodness, this is really true. And by the way, guys, I hope you guys are doing well. Smash the like button if you're in the building. If you're feeling the content, drop where you're watching this from in the con in the comments below. Uh, city, state, continent, country, you know, area code, you know, all that stuff. Drop it in the comments. I'm curious where you guys are actually listening to the podcast from. But I'm just here to tell you guys that. You're going to have to do some introspection after today. You're going to have to go back and do some inventory on yourself to see if you're one of these people, to see if you fit into this category of people where you think you're special or you just can't hang. You're going to find out after this podcast today. So here's the one alarming thing that I've learned about people. Now, look, also before I get into that, this podcast is brought to you by I do a finance and coaching and consulting mentoring. So if you want to get some help, uh, getting a plan together, getting your helping help getting your life straight, strategies on investing, things like this, hit me up on Instagram. I do a barber. We can see if it's a cool fit for you. See if it'll work. Cool, right? But some of these things stem from some of the coaching calls. Clients that I've had in the barbershop and just people that I know in general. Ooh, we let me keep rolling because I want to interrupt again and talk about the, and just shit on the Mavs right now. But I'm not going to shit on the Mavs, even though they won last night. I'm still going to shit on the Mavs. Um, we'll do that in a little bit later in the podcast. But here's the thing that I've noticed with people. A lot of people just aren't ready, whether it is circumstances, their the predicament that they, they're in, the hand they're dealt, because there's nothing you can do about the hand that you're dealt. You just have to play the cards and maneuver within the system and try to get your way out. That's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But people are interesting. They're very, very interesting because you have the people that have the opportunity that either – want to do something with it or don't want to do something with it. 
and people that don't have the opportunities at all to where they have the multiple choice. Now, what I mean by it's time to execute, that means it's black or white, plus or minus, XO, input, output. There are no gray areas when it's time to execute. There are no excuses, as you see by the title of today's podcast. So smash the like button. Shouldn't be having to ask you guys this, right? Should be automatic. Smash the like button. Now, when it's time to execute, you can't let things get in your way. It's like that saying goes, there's no room for error or there's no excuses. You know, it's go time. I won't take no for an answer. All of those little sayings sound cute. Unless you're really doing it, unless you're really operating on those principles where it's like, hey, I'm going out here to get some food and hunt. I can't come back home until I have food. Now, some of you are coming back home without food. What's going to happen in the long run? You're going to die of starvation if you continue to do this. Now, this is why I say it is time to execute. No more excuses. Because here's one thing that I, a conversation that I've had with a barbershop client recently. And I've also noticed that some of my barbershop clients actually listen to the podcast. So if that is you, if you're listening, shout out to you, okay? But let's keep the ball rolling. Now, of course, I will not uh, disclose any names. <laughs> but let's talk about this. So one of my clients, he, and this is actually so appropriate that I'm, what I'm about to talk to, it actually coincides with the Mavericks. Because I'm not sure if you guys have watched the Dallas Maverick games. They have, you know, every NBA team has a sponsor for the jerseys. And for the Dallas Mavericks, it's Chime. Now, I don't know if you know what Chime is, but it's a, I guess it's like a debit slash credit card, but it, as you spend money, it helps you build your credit. And, you know, this financial product is for the financially unsophisticated. Let's just be clear about that right here and right now. And smash the like button, guys. Stop playing around with the like button. Smash the damn like button. Why are y'all playing? Man, y'all play. See, this, this is what I'm saying. When it's time to execute, there's no excuses. Smash the like button. It ain't that damn hard. Stop what you're doing. Smash the like button, all right? Now, this financial product, Chime, uh, this particular client, he uses it. And I'm like, oh, that's great, you know, to help build your credit. You know, people that don't have credit, you know, it's cool. Help you build your credit. Great. There are also other financial products out there. Um, oh, I've seen this commercial for Experian Boost, which if you guys don't know, Experian is one of the three um, credit bureaus. And I find it funny that Experian has a product out there that it boosts your credit score by like 10 or 20 points. If you've seen the commercial, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. But it just, that just screams to me, credit is bullshit. It's all a game. And I've known that for a while now, that credit is just a game. But a lot of people put a lot of stock into credit. They're like, oh, oh, oh credit score, oh, well. Oh. Now, granted, guys, I do have a good credit score. However, I'm not out here like, oh, 
like, I don't really, I do care about my credit, right? Because I tell you, in these next upcoming years, deep, deep, deep emergency fund money, right? Budgeting, credit score. These things are very important over these next three years. You need to be very attentive of this. But I'm not someone who's being a slave to my credit score where I'm just doing all these things just to build my credit score. I just have good credit, okay? It's just what it is. Now, I was telling this client, you know, when he explained Chime to me, because at first I would just see it on the Dallas Mavericks uh, jerseys. Then I found out it was like a, those things that help you build your credit or whatever. I was like, okay. Didn't do any research further into it. But then I talked to my client and he explained it to me. I was like, oh, pretty cool. But again, like I said, this is for the financially unsophisticated. And I even told my client that. I was like, I got to be perfectly honest with you. This is for the financially unsophisticated. When you think about people who have 800, 760 plus credit scores, they don't use services like Chime. I'm just here to tell you, I'm not sure if any of you guys use Chime out there, but people that have their shit together, they're not using Chime. People who have their lives together, they're not using Experian Boost. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not using those services because I don't have a need to. These are sold. And this is why I say credit is such a game. It's such BS because they're gamifying the credit building process, which a lot of people think, which it is partially true that you have to go into a lot of debt to have a good credit score. This is partially true. You do have to pay to have a good credit score. This is partially true. Can you build a good credit score off of credit cards alone? Yeah, but in some scenarios, it could harm you. Now, to get in those elite credit scores, yeah, you're going to have to have, you know, auto loans, a mortgage, things like this. You know, this is going to help you get you over that hump. And I'm just here to tell you, when I was talking to the client, I told him, just open up a credit card. I was like, why are you, because here's the other question that I, that I asked my client. I asked him and said, and shout out to everyone that's watching. Shout out to you guys. Drew's Cuts, I see you. Um, I asked him, I said, you're building this credit. Uh, do you have any need for credit within the next two to three years? Do you have any big purchases that would rely on credit over the next few years that you have upcoming? And he said, no which was interesting for me because I said to myself, why are you using Chime? Just go out and use the conventional uh, ways to build your credit if time is not the issue. It'd be different if, you know, he's trying to you know, buy a house and in a couple years and just, you know, he's starting from zero, so he's trying to build his credit up anyway, anyhow. I could possibly see something like this. But if you're not, why not? Like, why? So... I, I continue to ask him, why not just get a credit card? And this is where I learned you don't want, well, I already knew this, but it was just another indicator or another layer to what I already know that people don't know what they don't know. And a lot of people just are not ready for success. They're not ready to be put in a position to win. 
This is why you see people who are highly touted at something, and you give them the keys to the car, and then they crash it. Or you see in sports a number one draft pick coming out. He's supposed to be the man, but he doesn't live up to the hype, and then everyone calls him a bust. That's because not everyone is ready or built for success out the gate. Some people, it takes some developing. Is this you? If you're bold enough to put that in the comments, if this is you, please put it in the comments and tell me why. I'm curious. Why is it so difficult for you to be successful? Why is it hard for you to manage the responsibility of success? Why do you see so many lottery winners go broke shortly after? This falls in line with what my client was telling me because I told him, why not just get a credit card? And then he's thinking that you have to roll a balance over. And he and I was even telling him that we're not rolling balances over. You're paying your balance off every month. So if you rack up $1,000 in your credit card that month, you're paying $1,000 in your credit card that month. If you rack up $5,000 in your credit card that month, you're paying off $5,000 that month in your credit If you rack up $10,000, you know how the story goes. You're paying off $10,000 that month on your credit cards. And he found that hard to do. Now, it's great that he was honest with himself, but the bad part is you can't do it. Honesty is, the, is one of the best things that you can have with yourself, is being very truthful with yourself. That's one of the best things you can do as a person, is being honest with yourself. But the flip side of that is you can't be successful that was the worry for me because that light went off in my head where I've had scenarios where I've talked to other people and they didn't directly come out and tell me like this client did, but they indirectly told me. So now that I'm thinking, geez, now that I'm thinking back on it, that's their issue. They just can't be successful. They're not ready for the position yet. They're not. And can you fault them? No, not really, right? We're all humans. We can't fault them. But I'm just telling you, you it's time to execute. There's no more excuses, guys. I'm telling you, there are no more excuses. You're going to have to flip a switch. You're going to have to turn it on. It's just like when you get in that zone and it's time to lock in. You guys need to lock in. I told you guys last week and then in many other podcasts, I've told you about Barbers are getting decapitated. You know, mortgage prices are going to be through the roof. Rent prices are through the roof. We see inflation. We're on the verge of a recession. Uh, you guys need to pay attention to budgeting, uh, credit, and having a deep emergency fund. You guys need to stop playing. Playtime is over. It's been over two years ago. A lot of people continue to do so. And when I flip the script of the content on the channel, people are like, oh, man, no more haircut. These haircut tutorials ain't going to save you guys. For you barbers out there, these haircut tutorials are not going to save you. The latest product review is not going to save you. The newest clipper is not going to save you. I'm sorry. Now, back to the situation with the client. And once he told me that, he's like, you know, because he said, hey, I don't know if I can handle that. I was like, hey, perfectly fine. Because, hey, I don't want to screw your credit up, right? I don't want you opening up one, two, three credit cards and you mismanage them 
and you're paying interest or maybe you default on one of them or maybe you get late plus 30 days or just whatever the case is, I don't want that to happen to you because that's not cool. And in this process of you trying to build your credit, you end up jacking up your credit. I don't want that to happen. And that was, again, the wake-up call for me that a lot of people are just not ready for success. They're not ready to be put in that position where they're able to drive the car and hand over the keys and my hands are off. It's all yours, buddy. Now, here's another flip side to that, right? Because you see, you have the opportunity, but you know you're not ready and you're willing to say that and, hey, I don't want to take control of the wheel. You can keep the keys, man. Thanks for the offer. I'm, I'm humble for it. Thanks, but let me check back with you in a couple years. Maybe I'll be ready then. Okay, cool. Now we have the other flip side of this. Now, this was a conversation I was having with another client, and he was telling me, um, "It's a let me. I'll try to sum up the conversation. Uh, how do we even get here? Um, oh, he likes to uh, he likes to buy Maverick seats and sit in the cheap seats. And I told him, dude, stop buying nosebleed seats and just." sit in some good seats and he proceeded to tell me that you know he feels a little bit bad that you know he's spending money on this type of stuff when you know in Mexico blah 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 you know people are poor and da da da, da, da. and there's people poor all around the world but da 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 which is kind of silly he said it, he said this might sound corny and then I told him I was like yeah that is corny because you work hard for your money you know if you really and I didn't tell him this but you know thinking on this now for those of you that may have this opinion that, oh, man, I don't want to waste money or blow money on frivolous things because I feel like, oh, there's people around the world that could really use it and blah, blah, blah. Here, if you want to clear your conscience, here's what you can do. Donate to a charity and clear your conscience that way. That way you get a tax deduction and your conscience is clear. But now let's proceed to the rest of the conversation. Now, I told him, yeah, that is corny. You know, it's like, dude, that, that has nothing yet. No. So he was telling how people in America are here are lucky. You know, you grow up with a silver spoon. And because uh, when I go to the mass games, I sit like pretty close to the court. And it's like, oh, not everyone has a, a silver spoon or whatever. And I just laughed. But he said that uh, his parents obviously came here to the U.S illegally and now they made you know they're out of that uh poverty that they were dealing with in mexico and now that you know they he's living a better life blah 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 a lot of people have these scenarios where parents make the sacrifice or maybe even they make the sacrifice and they break it break out of that poor cycle and they move into middle class or maybe even upper class whatever right but i know the statistics the statistics say that whatever class that you're born in is the one you're probably going to die in. So if you're born middle class, the statistics show with a high deal of accuracy that you're going to die in the middle class. There's a small percentage of people that actually transcend their social class. Now, you do hear the story, right, of the person who comes from rags to riches. But that, that is not a common story with everyone. I want you guys to know that even though it is possible, the numbers suggest 
that there are a rare few that actually do it. And my client, he was a little insensitive to the fact that, to the numbers, right? And the fact that a lot of times people who are born into these scenarios, they have no choice. They're born into the scenario. It's not their choice. And what happens is when you're in these scenarios, there's a lot of programming that goes on. There's a lot of mental handicapping that goes on. Because when you're born into a poor environment, more than likely, you're not getting good advice. You're just being passed on poor people advice, poor people's way of thinking, poor people's behaviors and activities. These are all being inherently passed down to you. You have no choice. Now, of course, there are a few that break the mold and escape that cycle. But again, a high percentage of people do not. And that is why they stay there. That's why people be, stay poor. And a lot of people are insensitive and say that, oh, man, you know, you have everything at your fingertips. Just get out. Just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It's not that easy, guys. For those of you that have done it, kudos to you. But let's just talk about the reality of the situation. That's not the case with everyone. You may live in a poor town in the U.S. and you, let's say your grandmother were poor, your parents were poor, and you were born into this poor situation. It's hard to get out. That's why people are poor in the hood. That's why people are in poverty for so long. If it were that easy, like you suggest, then everyone would be rich, wouldn't it? Right? We wouldn't have low class, middle class, upper class, rich, poor. We wouldn't have that if that were the case. If that were the case, every, and everyone's so smart and intelligent enough to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and just go out and get a, go to college, get a degree, buy a house, da-da-da, build your credit. If all this stuff was so easy, wouldn't everyone do it? It's almost like the get-rich-quick schemes that I tell people about. And people were like, oh, man, you know, like this guy, this is his opportunity. But I like to inject a little bit of the truth, honesty, and reality into the situation and say that, yes, this is true for them potentially, but this may not be true for you. And also, this might be a little bit of a scam. Because when I see people like that go on and sell something, like, oh, man, you know, anyone can, if you're not making $10,000 a month or if you're not making $100,000 a month or if you're not making da, da da if you're not sitting at home working from your laptop and by the pool and doing this stuff, I'm saying to myself, that's such a shallow way of thinking because, one, not, every, not everyone wants to work from home. Not everyone wants to be on a laptop by a pool doing work. Not everyone wants $100,000 a month. And also, to go with that, if it was so easy, and I tell you guys this all the time, you have to think like this. If something is that easy, wouldn't everyone be doing it? Think about that. Wouldn't everyone be doing it? And that's the ultimate litmus test when you talk about stuff like that. You just have to ask yourself that question. Hmm, if this is so great and it's that easy, easy why isn't everyone doing it baffles me right baffles me i'm sure it baffles you but that those are the things that keep me away from things like that because i don't lack critical thinking skills i know how to think for myself i know how to analyze and judge a situation for what it is or potentially could be and it's not that hard uh i know a lot of people they like to chase that white red hot dot and they're just 
looking for any shortcut. And I'm just telling you guys, be careful with shortcuts. Shortcuts have traps. That's why they're shortcuts. You take a shortcut, you make one wrong turn. It's like that thing in the maze, right? Let's say I give you a maze and I give you a, I time you. I say, hey, you got to finish this maze in 10 seconds. Not a physical maze where you have to physically run through, but I'll just give you a pencil and you have 10 seconds to make it out successfully. Now, more than likely, what's going to happen? You're going to make one false move and you're going to be trapped. This is what happens when you take shortcuts. Because when you're trying to finish a maze in 10 seconds, you're looking for a shortcut. You're looking for the easy way out. And in doing so, you end up falling into traps where you can't get back out. And this is what I don't want for you guys. So it's time to execute. It's time to get serious, guys. I, I hope you guys have been invested. Now, as you know, the market has been getting beat down. Um, it's been one hell of a whirlwind with the stock market. Uh, real estate, ridiculous. I, I hope a lot of you are not out here trying to buy a home because it's going to be tough for you guys. And if you want more in-depth stuff, I've talked about this in not last week's, but the week before podcast, I talked about it then. And credit is so important. Money is so important. And if you guys don't have it, guys, if you manage your debt, if you have debt, you guys need to manage your debt. I don't know how else to say it, but this is one of those podcasts where there's not going to be much nuance because when it's time to execute, some of the nuance has to go out the window, right? But when you talk about strategy, strategy, there is nuance there. But when it's time to execute some in some scenarios like this, when your back's against the wall, there's no time for nuance. You got to come out swinging and there's no excuses. I don't want to hear like, oh man, but you know, I'm, I'm not ready. Oh, okay. When are you going to get ready, buddy? Just tell me. When are you going to get ready? It's great that you know you're not ready, but tell me. When are you going to be ready? I'm just curious. Just tell me. Is it a year? Do I need to come back in a year? It's like a salesman that comes to your door, and he's trying to sell you solar. And you're like, hey, no, no I'm, not, I'm not interested in solar. But So he's like, hey, uh, when, when do you think you're going to be ready for solar? And you're like, um, I'm looking all around. When are you going to be ready? I'm just asking you. When are you going to be ready? Tell me. Because it's not time to play anymore. Playtime is over, guys. I'm just here to tell you guys. I don't know how else to say this to you guys, but you guys are going to be screwed. Last week, and if you guys don't know, a recession is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. Now, we already have one. So let me also give you this little tidbit when it comes to recession. Whenever the government comes out and tells you that we're in a recession, just think about what I just told you. And God, smash the damn like button, guys. I swear you guys pissed me off with that, not smashing the like button. Because something so simple and so easy to smash the like button. It's hard for you guys to do. But before we get into the um, the recession signs or knowing that or when you're in a recession, 
This podcast is brought to you by I Do It Finance Coaching, Consulting, and Mentoring. If you want some of that, if you want to get your game on track with planning, strategies to help build your wealth, you know, help you with budgeting, getting your life in order, hit me up on Instagram at I Do a Barber. Now, let's get into the recession idea and the idea that how do you know when you're in a recession? If you don't keep up with the financial news, you're not going to know that you're in a recession until the media tells you, the government tells you that you're in a recession. Now, newsflash, we're, we've already had one quarter of negative GDP. What does that tell you if the next quarter is negative? What does that tell you? That tells you that we're in a recession. Now, let's put our thinking caps on, shall we? With armed with that knowledge that it takes two negative quarters of GDP growth to consider to be technically in a recession, that means that you were you were in a recession six months ago. You have already been in a recession five months ago, four months ago, three, two months ago. You're just late to the party. So I'm here to warn you guys. You're already in a recession. I'm pretty. Now, look, I'm going to do my best, my best prognostication that I can. But I would not call myself the prognosticator of prognosticators. But I'll give you my best prognostication. We're probably going to be in a recession. The growth will probably be slow this next quarter, which will trigger a recession. And the question you have to ask yourself is, are you ready? Are you equipped? This is not the time to frivolously spend. This is not the time to take aimless vacations. This is not the time for you to just spend willy-nilly when you do not have good money velocity. I talked about money velocity before. I'm not going to talk about it right now. It's not relevant to this conversation. But what I'm going to tell you is this. I hope you guys are ready. Again, you better keep your debt levels low. Budgeting is a number one high priority. Credit. You need to make sure your credit is a well-oiled machine. Maintain your credit. This is is important guys don't screw these things over and you can make it out this recession well and also very important look for opportunities to invest in a recession because in a recession in a, in a market crash there's a wealth transfer and what happens is people who have money or have good money velocity or who have you know good incomes and also people who have assets they're the ones that get richer. They're the ones that make more money. I made more money as a result of 2020. Could I have made more money? Hell yeah. Of course, hindsight's always 2015. But I'm just here to tell you, if you don't know, now you know. The recession is coming, okay? Now, let's say, let's also talk about this, right? Because I just prognosticated. But let's just say we have positive GDP growth, which whew, we dodged that recession bullet. 
Well, we had the first quarter of negative growth. Let's say second quarter, we had positive growth. But let's say third quarter, negative growth. Ooh, and then let's say the next one's positive, right? So there's still no recession. Newsflash, that's still a shitty situation. That's still pretty shitty. With inflation being this high, interest rates for mortgages are this high. Um, did I mention inflation? If I didn't mention inflation, inflation. Jobs not keeping up with the rise in inflation. There's like negative growth with employment numbers as far as income, wages. The wages are not keeping up with inflation. And I always tell you guys, the only way to combat inflation is make more money. And here's the issue. You can't make more money when everything is just going so high and you're not getting paid more on your job. Guys, I hope you guys are ready, man. I hope you're ready. I'm pretty confident going into this recession. I've beefed up my emergency fund. My investments are doing well. I have the opportunity to buy more if I need more of certain things, uh, investments. And I hope you guys are ready, guys. Because, and I'm going to wrap up this podcast because there really isn't much to talk about. There's not, there really isn't. There isn't much to talk about. There isn't. It's either you're ready or not. Are you ready to execute? There's no time for, for excuses. There's no gray areas. It's just plus, minus, up, down, left, right, X, O's, input, output. That's it, guys. It, there's no other way to think about this. There's no other way to think about it. I hope all of your stuff is in order. I hope your, your economics, not the U.S. economic system, I'm talking about your economic system because I always tell you guys, like, you need to focus on your economics, your economic picture, your ecosystem. You should have your own economic system within the U.S. economic system. So, again, how are your debt levels? We saw what happened with a lot of these corporations in 2020 that had bad debt levels, bad profitability. They went under. They went bankrupt. How's your credit? Do you have a nice size emergency fund? How's your health? How's your health? Are you working out regularly? I don't know. You tell me. But that's going to wrap up today's podcast. Uh, appreciate y'all for tuning in. Uh, I'm going to get out of here, get back to some more pressing things. But it's been your man. I do a sign out. I'll holla.